folks, I am here with none other than Cliff. Cliff, I'm gonna ask you how to pronounce your last name first before I even start, uh, before I even try. I'm here. All right. There's three ways. <clears throat> there's the. Uh... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for letting me. So I don't feel like too much of an idiot. It's all right, man. No, 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 man. It's like this is uh, uh, my life, and and I understand. Uh, my my dad's Italian, so it's an Italian last name. Yeah. Uh, my mom's Spanish. Ah. So it's Caporale. So it's Cliff Caporale. But if you want to pronounce the full thing like my mom does, Cliff. Uh, <laughs> Caporale, Cliff. Uh, but don't, don't. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Then, then there's the 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 because we uh, I grew up in Quebec, so there's the francophone way, which is caporal. Well, it's simple. That's... I like it. It's simple. Yeah, when and, I saw it, I thought it was caporal. And then when I went to an English school, uh, it th- that's where I hate hate it the most, <laughs> but I'll accept it. It's a uh, cap. Uh, Caporali. Yeah, Caporali. They pronounce the E for whatever reason, but in Italian, that's another name. Like, Caporali is another name. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because it ends with an I. So yeah. Like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so uh, you know, Caporali, if you're able to, but I understand not everybody has the... I, the, the... I'm going to try. Cliff Caporali. Yeah, very good. Bang. There we go. I feel good most, about myself, Most folks. people who grew up in Montreal, in Montreal <clears throat> are able to say the Italian names because... It, yeah, it is the the most common immigrant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you kind of came across that. Right? Uh, so. Buddy, I gotta say, I thought I looked pretty dope with my geeky background, but you were putting me to shame. I see some Transformers in a corner. I see Darth Vader. I see Wolverine. It's a it's a beautiful yeah, collection, yeah. sir. It is gorgeous. Yeah, and there's and there's a wall in in front of me that I can't turn to right now. Uh, it's uh it's my like I have some classic Transformers, and I brought them to my office at at work office this yeah is my home office and um <clears throat> excuse me uh G- it's all g1 stuff like original stuff i don't have a lot it's like it's stuff that i would find at conventions that are inexpensive i don't yeah. like paying a lot of money for stuff that's fair <laughs> so, that's fair it's a smart way know, to live about it uh, it's uh you know if i come across it it's reasonable i get it i have some beast wars stuff yeah uh definitely some wolverine stuff over here oh. a lot of wolverine that's my collection started uh oh, dope um, okay some, some weird Dark Vaders, some some <laughs> Megatrons, a lot. I don't know if you can see from up there, but uh, anyway, there's a huge amount of Optimus Primes and yeah, Cardinals. I saw on the t- on the top left over there. <clears throat> yeah, I was seeing. Yeah, and then they have the we- the weird uh, little mini figs and collector figs and 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 things like that that don't fit anywhere. <laughs> I used to have a lot more, and I got rid of uh, like uh, about a year, uh, ten years ago maybe. Mm. Uh, I got rid of like a huge section of my star Wars toys, like three and three quarter inch. Oh, it's just, wow. <clears throat> I love star Wars, but it's just, it just gets to be too much. There's too much. Yeah. There's not enough space. Uh, and, and yeah, sure. I can try to put it in the rest of the house, but yeah, then, you know, the partners get a little annoyed. I mean, yeah, well, I was looking at something recently and I think they said something along the lines of like 17,000 action figures or 17,000 different characters that have been created over all of this, the different years. And, so that of Star Wars, yeah, some crate like some insane That's number. Insane. I, 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 you know, at first I thought that number didn't make sense, and then I thought about it for a second. I was just like, well, if you start thinking of all the books, all the games, all the different uh, films, all the different like connections in the films, all the different like board games and small little mini series things and comic books, and I was just like, seventeen thousand is probably an easy number to hit when you have everything combined at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna hit the uh, watch party on on the. I just found it on the. Dope. Here. So how do I click watch party? There you go. Watch Join party. us if you are at home. Watch us in the party lounge. That's what I'm telling everybody. Yeah, uh, oh. it's it's not really a party lounge, but it could be. If you guys make it a party lounge, it'll be a party lounge. Um, but yeah, Cliff, how you doing, man? How was life? How was uh, you know, considering the situation that we're in, I I know it's not easy for everyone, but how are you feeling? <coughs> I'm really sorry. I have a dry throat. No worries. Uh, <clears throat> it's um, you know what? It, it's uh, it's a little stir crazy, but I yeah. I've had some experience of working from home uh, for the last couple of years, mm. and then only we only got an office for for Comic Con and uh, and and some of the businesses my my bosses run mm-hmm. uh, this 
last year in 2019, oh, okay. mid 2019. Yeah. Uh, so I've been going to the office three times a week and and working from home the other times. Mm. Uh, and then at the cons. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we sleep there. Um, <clears throat> and um, but it, you know, so so there's certain things I know how to handle with the kids at home. I have mm. two two girls, uh, nine and and the other one's gonna be 13 next month. Mm. Um, it's uh, the 13 year old self managed. Uh, you just give her a couple of things to do, and yeah, she draws and paints all day. So ah, I'm, I'm good with that. The nine year old needs a little, a little, <laughs> a lot more attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love her, but but she's very demanding, and uh, you know, like uh, pay attention to me. So you have to give her homework and yeah, help yeah, with homework and all these other things. So that's the only thing that's kind of like a little difficult. There's been moments that I spend too much time online, mm. got angry. I'm a, I'm a very emotional person. You know this about me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, uh, so sometimes I get riled up by what I read. Yeah. And if I've been on there too long, I get a little carried away. Yeah. And I get into arguments that I shouldn't get into for a grown man to you know, realize. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I agree. So at the beginning. Yeah, go ahead. I definitely, I, I definitely understand that feeling though. Cause it is pretty hard to ignore some of the, just the in, illogical things and just completely, wild things that people are saying online these days and i could see that being harder to <laughs> yeah. because that's the other thing you're at home right so you're trying not to just think about it but at the same time you're at home there's not much else to do you're online and you just keep seeing people repeating these like false ideas or false information yeah, yeah so. how do i do this oh did i start the share no i didn't start the share share sorry Sharing. share watch party as a post there we go there everyone we go. Everyone jump in. Uh, Everyone get the glass of uh, live on Facebook woo -woo. and other stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With yeah. my buddy Brian Holiday. Brian. I I am loving this this ability to now do it on all the platforms. That's one of the things I'm really excited about. Like right now I'm on Twitter and uh uh, and it's kind of just cool to imagine that I'm live streaming on Twitter because I never really live stream on Twitter before. Uh, the other day when yeah. I did it for the first time it, and tested it, it worked and people were able to watch it. And I've done Twitch before, so that wasn't anything new. Um, the YouTube is also exciting because I'm trying to build up that channel and I've been having to upload <clears throat> the content every time, which takes a lot of time. But now with the live stream, it'll just be there. So I won't have much other uh, adding to do. The only thing is it won't have your name all nice at the bottom like I usually do, which is something I, I've been adding yeah. to a lot of them. But people know who you are. You're pretty yeah, dope. Eventually you'll get the you'll get there. And yeah, you know, yeah. Step by step, kids, one day at exactly. a time. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> so being a parent to two kids during uh, a pandemic is probably very interesting. Um, yeah. What was it like? Well, how old were you when the ice storm hit in 98? Oh my God, uh, ninety seven. No, um, ninety seven, ninety eight. Yeah, yeah, December to January. Yeah, ninety seven, ninety eight. Um, uh, I was what uh, twenty? I don't know. Twenty uh, something. Mid twenties. Okay, uh, that's twenty five, twenty six. Okay, there. So I remember it. I had I had uh, some friends that I invited over uh, to to stay with me. They didn't come, but yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, and so i saw so remember hey it's bad in la salle or wherever yeah uh, it was and i think it was la salle was pretty bad no uh, I, some areas that were worse than others you know so. yeah i was only 15 at the time and i just remember because i was off from school at the time so i i know that a lot of people have been comparing the like what what it like what it was like to be a child in that time and how they remember it and what they expect their kids to be feeling right now. Because I imagine for a nine-year-old, it's kind of like, oh, I can't go to school. Uh, I have to stay home. I'm doing a little bit of homework uh, or a lot of homework, what, what the case may be. Everyone's wearing a mask. Um, and just the energy is it, like dad and mom are always home. And uh, and it's that that's such an interesting, different world, right, for a kid, especially since kids get so it used is. to routine. <clears throat> I think, yeah, I mean, the routine the lack of routine is, is, you know, we've been trying to create it, mm. but at the same time, kids are very adaptive. At yeah. least my kids, I, I can't speak for everybody, but I think in general, mm. um, uh, so <clears throat> the, you know, when we've set guidelines and, and what to do when, especially when you go outside and leave, yeah. you know, the first couple of weeks was super stressful because you're trying to get into a new habit of stay away from people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
zombie apocalypse everywhere. Don't touch anything. Exactly. Yeah. Don't touch it. You know, like, and, and, and that at the beginning, especially you were seeing a lot of, a lot of people not being respectful to the oh, social God. distancing. Yeah, seriously. So it's like, it's kind of like, you know, I teach my kids, Hey, listen, everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people out there don't care about you. You yeah. know, it's like, they just, you got to protect yourself and other people that you care about. So, you know, just uh, keep those things in mind. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a, a it's a new thing and every time we went out and we try to avoid the scary stories and bring, yeah. tell them more or less what's what's happening um you know um <clears throat> excuse me uh so we've uh i guess we adjusted and now yeah. with no, knowing that there's no school that's also the big thing and not knowing yeah what to expect yes it's yes like school no school school no school so that's much more comfortable knowing yeah. that there's not going to be school and and that we are going to continue with the homework and and doing other things for the next month. And were you on the verge of sending the kids back if the schools did reopen? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> we were because uh, we, you know, we uh, uh, looked at what the school board was gonna put in place. Oh, the steps. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, we we analyzed. We also realized not a a lot of people were gonna send their kids back to yeah, school. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> so so we knew that there was gonna be a lot less. Yeah. Um, uh, and I mean, I'm, I'm in the South Shore. Mm. I'm in uh, St. Bruno. So it's the Riverside School Board. And they were, you know, we weren't going to send her to major classes. That's what we realized that the, because if it was going to be ridiculously like 80% or 100% of the people send their kids yeah. back, then that would have been a problem because they would have had to send her to a different school. Oh, okay. Without her friends. Okay, so that yeah. we would have said, no, there's no point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like why bus her uh, no i would have had to drive her oh boy so. <laughs> yeah i'm yeah i feel like this whole situation uh, i mean quebec has been doing its best and i think they've been managing the situation a lot better than some have been doing uh in what? the world uh no names i don't want to you know <laughs> but uh i think we can all say where where we've seen some flaws in the approach yeah. uh yeah just a few that's a smidge <laughs> just a few. um but yeah, and I mean the situation has been really interesting for like on my end I have my my mom, my sister, my sister has special needs. Uh so in her case it's it's kind of the explanation of like you have to wear a mask when you go out. Uh I haven't gotten to to see her much uh, at all actually since before March 13th, which was really yeah. unfortunate for me. And uh you know my mom asked me to speak with her just a reminder that you need to wear a mask and stuff like that so there's just that sense of like for people that like the people who are the most susceptible like susceptible to the virus are like the the elderly the immunocompromised and then there are just those who may not understand the situation in greater in greater detail and and you know like kids and, and stuff like that um and then, I mean, I, I'm not a parent, so hats off to you because I, I know that I can imagine the situation is um, – I understand when parents have kids, it, the kids become the priority. So that's feeling I have of protection for myself and my partner uh, who's not here. She's a nurse, so I already feel that. Oh, free. Yeah, I feel that's freak out every time she has to go into work. But, you know, that feeling – when you're a parent comes secondary, right? It's it's like the kids become the, the priority of protection. So that hats off to you guys. Cause I can only imagine this situation has been um, interesting, new and somewhat stressful for all of you guys as parents out there. Yeah. I mean, I think that's everything as especially a parent today. It's yeah. uh, uh, it's not like uh, when I was, you know, not to say my parents weren't concerned, but they were just, it was different, you know, yeah. ah, you know, like just go outside, yeah. and, you know, you'll be safe and whatever. But the kidnappers, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. two blocks away, we'll be fine. Well, okay, I, Dad. <laughs> well, I had that, I had that conversation because I've joked with people about how when I was younger, I, I and I think I've told the story before. When I was younger, my mom put me in baseball, and I, uh, I didn't like it, so I just kept going to the games. Going, uh, I would just ride my <laughs> bike around for two hours until the games were done. Like I'd ride past the park, make sure the game was done, and then I'd go home. Uh, and I did that for yeah. like an entire summer. And th when I think back to that, that I was like maybe 12, 11 or 12. No, probably younger. Uh, and I was just riding a bike around aimlessly for two hours by myself with no one knowing where I was. Like that seems that is insane yeah. now to think of a child doing that. That it is does, it, it does seem insane. And <laughs> yeah. honestly, like 
like there's that part of me that says, oh, just let him go free, Cliff, you know, and yeah. don't worry about the stats. You know, yeah. there, there's not the dangers aren't really, you know, I, I'm an, I like numbers. I don't like numbers in terms of calculation. I like numbers in terms of stats. Yeah. Information. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so I, I like looking at stats and realizing, OK, it's not that much of a danger that my kid's going to kid kidnap. Mm. But at the same time, yeah. I'm like, do I want to be yeah. the statistic? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like. No. So guess what? You're staying in the backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going anywhere. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, well, we do, you know, we do let them yeah, go yeah. in groups of friends, not by themselves. And and also the technology is different, right? Like your kids have possibly phones. Yeah, uh, my like, eldest, yeah, she has a phone. Yeah, when I was, I think I got a pager at 16. And a that, pager? Yeah, I had a pager at 16. And then Show there was rage. always, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. My my partner, she regularly makes fun of me and is just like, what was it like in the 60s? And I'm like, come on. I'm not. I, was, I had a pager. You want to explain to the younger audience what a pager is? <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who don't know, oh, my God. I mean, my demo is usually 25 to actually, if you're a 25-year-old, do you know what a, I mean, have you seen a pager? Possibly not. Oh, shit. Maybe. So I really do. You jokingly say that, but I actually should. A pager was just like a device that you could send a number that it would pop up on it and it would say like, it wouldn't say anything. It would just show up a phone number and you'd have to go to a pay phone, those archaic boots that you see around the city, and you'd call that number or you'd get to the closest phone and call the number that you received on the pager. My God, to think that 25-year-olds may have never seen a pager seems insane to me. I know. But thank you for reminding me it's, of how old we are. <laughs> it's a weird time. I mean, you're, you're I, I guess, considered millennial. Uh, yes, or, yeah. Or you on the cusp. I'm, a, I'm elder millennial. I uh, just turned 30, uh, yeah. 37, yeah. And that's it. I, and I think that's, that's, to me, the key factor of millennials is that you've experienced the, the levels of technology. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you know, it is that, wild. That you can appreciate some of the stuff that we have. Yeah. You know, like... Uh, uh, trust me, I appreciate everything that we have <laughs> in terms of technology. I think my favorite is playing Oregon Trail when I was a kid and now playing like NBA uh, 2K20 and being like, oh boy. my God, what the hell happened in gaming? Like, <laughs> I'm not I'm not a huge fan. of. I love gaming, but I'm not a huge fan of sports gaming. Uh, However, either, but... I did see, um, I forget if it's the football one. Uh, uh, Madden? Um, Madden, yeah, yeah. They released a trailer recently to show you the evolution oh, of gaming. That must be that interesting. That they had uh, of all the different, um, like from the 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 blood, like... not not sixteen bit, but a little bit above. Yeah, that to now, and just like it's a nice trailer, and it's just like because even back then it was pretty exciting for us. Yeah, but now yeah. to see that it's not just life like character it's the camera angles yeah. that they choose the lighting you're, the lighting you're in the game Yo. you're basically the football <laughs> yeah dude when you do a playback on some of the games and you can 360 around the character's head and they have the sweat that like it's, you can i'm like why like but then you realize it's just because they want to put that much detail into it and that's it's immersive it just yeah. it, it, because you want that reaction with gaming Right, you want yeah. the oh, that's so good. Yeah, you know? it's yeah. Like, <laughs> I just finished. Uh, I mean, it's it's an older game now, but uh, Far Cry Primal. Oh, cool. Okay. And uh, oh, yeah. From, I just um, I saw a trailer for that for the first time. I'm not a big gamer myself, so again, uh, but yeah, I just saw that. Yeah, I'm, it's it's and the, the the level of detail. I mean, now it's even more with the New Dawn. I think was the last one that they had mm. and assassin's creed odyssey from the same company yeah that just the details are insane oh and the God. camera angles that you can get and and also <clears throat> i mean uh the as you were saying the lighting yeah. the there's a lighting that in odyssey that when you go into a cave mm -hmm. right it's like it switches from light to dark but then when you come out of the cave you know that sun glare yeah, and your eyes, yeah, getting kind of blistered by the sun. Yeah, as, as you're, like you're coming, you, in. ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get that effect on the screen. Jesus, which is bananas. You yeah. know, it's like you're like, ah. <laughs> so it's, that is, yeah, we're, we're the super lucky. Being immersed is definitely the, 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 like they've stepped that up in a way that I, I, you know, 
as a kid, I couldn't have even imagined probably, you know, you, you yeah. kind of just every time they up the, the, the quality on games, I was always just like, this is really cool. And my dad was telling me when I was a kid, like, oh, when the 60, when the, the Super Nintendo came out and it was 16, my dad was just like, oh, when by the time you're my age, they're going to be looking like us on the screen. And I remember thinking, this man is crazy. And now I'm <laughs> like, this man was a genius. I wonder what else he knows is coming down the pipe. I should milk him for information tell me more mister what about these iphones you saw in the 1950s you know like what? i know right my dad was like... secretly into delorean and and had the book <laughs> yeah uh do your kids uh are your kids into collecting too when they see that dad has this amazing collection and uh um <clears throat> i mean the, the their kids i mean the the youngest just likes yeah i was gonna say she likes her toys but she um has these beanie boos? Uh, is that they're called beanie boos? Oh, I don't. Uh, new new toys for they're, kids. They're little plush toys with giant eyes. They're super cute. Oh yeah, and, I've seen those. Uh, I... My daughter gets all the versions and oh, as many cute. as every time we go to a store, and she's like, "I have ten dollars." So, so in that sense, she she collects, and I made shelves for them. Oh, that's um, awesome. My oldest, um, uh, she's not that much. I mean. She got herself. She likes um, what's the K-pop band? Um, oh, BTS? BTS. Yeah. So she got the the a couple of the figures and some some oh, cool. pop toys too, so that she has them on her shelf. It's not a really you know. It's just yeah. Uh, is it collecting? I mean, it's uh, it's a Appreciate... teenager liking stuff that yeah, she likes. I was and, gonna say appreciation and, for and it. Appreciation for it. Uh, she spends most of her time making her own art and and everything right now, which is yeah. Thrilled. You, you mentioned yeah. that at the beginning. Do we have a young comic book artist in the making, or? Well, I don't know what if it's going to be comic book artist. I mean, she obviously like. I mean, she likes uh, manga. Okay, uh, dope. You know, that's awesome. Uh, and things like that. The, that style. I mean, it's also very much of the generation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're very much uh, the anime. Yeah, uh, and the manga is much more prevalent for them, even though big Marvel Universe fans, but. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to, obviously I'm going to guide her to wherever she wants to go right now. I just want her to, um, you know, enjoy herself and, mm -hmm. and, you know, make sure that she fulfills her passions and, uh, you know, uh, be a supportive dad, you know, give her the encouragement that I didn't necessarily get, get. And by the way, I'm not criticizing my parents. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just that they're different era parents, a different era, yeah, immigrant yeah. parents from, a you know, that came post-World War II mm. that were like, you know, you're going to do this and yeah. make money. It's like, yeah. and, you know, it was it was tough for my, my dad wanted to be a musician and artist and he couldn't mm. <laughs> because of the climate that he lived in. And yeah. uh, uh, so the thing is that when he saw me repeating those things, it's like that, those passions, he, instead of encouraging me, he insulted me mm. um, to discourage me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he doesn't remember, but... Uh... <laughs> but the, I mean, I've heard that before from other people, and it's always that kind of tightrope of like, well, it, it was for love, though, right? Like every... he, he yeah. it, it was just protection because I've gone through this and I, I don't want you to feel of what course. I felt when... And that's always such a like... Because I know some people who get so bitter about it, and then I know some people who genuinely appreciate it because they see it for what it was. And that, to me, seems like such a important part of it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's like... It's funny because uh, tw almost 20 years ago, mm. uh, I was in a, in a band and we were pseudo successful. Okay. And uh, and I, I came out, we came out with a, a CD. Remember those? Yeah, yeah. A CD <laughs> and um, and uh, when they were available, you know, I had to make them and had boxes in my house. And he goes, "Hey, uh, I want to send CDs to your fam to our family in Italy." I'm like, "Oh, what? Oh, that's awesome!" So that way, it's like without saying, "Hey, great job." He was just like, hey, "Yeah, you money." to send cds to italy you know that's so cool man yeah that is really yeah. cool yeah uh you guys have been doing an amazing job over at montreal comic-con and spreading that into uh ottawa quebec laval um and is is there another one i'm missing i feel like there's another one what's the last one winnipeg but that's it okay yeah you guys so i remember seeing winnipeg and i remember thinking like when I think Quebec City, Ottawa, Laval, Montreal, Winnipeg is not the first place I would have thought you guys were jumping to. <laughs> Are you it's, allowed to give it, me a little more detail on how that came to be for the next uh, next jump? Yeah. 
Absolutely. So, <clears throat> I mean, obviously we started in Montreal. Mm. Uh, as you know, you probably went to the smaller shows. Yes. Uh, we probably, like, without knowing each other, knowing each other, we probably rubbed shoulders. Oh, regularly. Because I was sure. a fan before going, uh, before uh, working, sorry. And um, what is it? Uh, so, you know, for Montreal, the, the we had uh, contacts in Ottawa, one of our, one of the co um, uh, cre- creators, creators yeah. founders uh, is whatever. in Ottawa. Well, co-founders, thank you. Yeah, um, is in Ottawa, so you know that was logical. And we went to Quebec City and Laval. Is just you know, it's, uh, it's a hop, skip, and a jump. It's also we started seeing a lot more other smaller events popping up in Quebec, in the province of Quebec, and we're like, well, you know, and some people are saying, oh, it's being watered down, but at the same time, I'm like, it depends on the formula that they've, yeah, you know, adopted and. And we we're we're trying to keep the name um, appropriate and clean and and yeah. everything. Uh, technically, we have legal rights to use the name Comic Con because we went through San Diego Comic Con. Oh yeah, I want to talk um, about that after because I remember you and I had that conversation at one point. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then, uh, you know, we obviously we, we had looked at other places in Canada to to expand, mm-hmm. right? But you know, we're not going to jump in Toronto. There's mm. our friends are there. Yeah, uh, they run Fan Expo and, and Toronto Comic Con. Yeah, uh, why start competing at that level? Um, plus, you know, they are our friends. Uh, yeah. Uh, after after years of rivalry, we become friends. That's good. I'm happy. Katra yeah. and Shira. Uh, <laughs> that that is a, an awesome analogy right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um and now uh, what is it? Um, uh, yeah. So Winnipeg. What happened was that there was a convention that was there. Uh, we didn't want to go to a place where there were conventions and then mm. start trying to like, Hey, look at the foreigners trying to ruin yeah. the environment. So uh, Winnipeg, what was happening is, is uh, there was a convention there for a long time, central Canada comic-con for 20 years or something like that. And uh, you know, they started off small and got to a decent size. <clears throat> and uh, we, uh, we heard that they weren't holding it in 2019. Uh, and then at the end of 2019 they said we're not holding it at all so we were about to what we were investigating and then the convention center reached out uh, to us um they knew of us of through the circuits and and they and then we negotiated for a few months uh to see what we what we can plan and uh lo and behold uh you know now we launched uh, winnipeg comic-con and crossing fingers that um things get better and things don't get removed so but right now so far so good that is really awesome. I'm really excited that you guys are expanding. Uh, I do remember seeing the Winnipeg and being like, that is, did, again, not expected, but I'm so excited for it because I, you know, the, the Montreal Comic Con brand as it is, has been doing so well. And like you said, you know, we, we both have gone for years and years. I remember when it was at Bonav- Place Bonaventure. For those of you outside of Montreal, uh, Montreal has, uh, in the downtown area, has Bonaventure Center and uh, the Palais des Congrès. Uh, I don't know what Palais des Congrès' name in, is in English. It's, it's In English, it's convention, Montreal Convention Center. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so uh, Montreal Convention Center. <laughs> and those are two big convention centers. Um and when I remember when you guys made the move from the Bonaventure to the Montreal Convention Center, uh, that was a big deal. I remember thinking that first time I was just like, wow, that's that's big. Like, because, you know, you always hear about how the Montreal Convention Center, Palais de Congrès is considered one of the, the bigger places and multi-tier floors and all that fandangle, jazzle, whatever. Um, so I was really excited yeah, for it. And, very- and you guys moved into it smoothly. Like, you guys really made it your own, so... Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a big movie. That was the year I, I um, in 2011, I was consultant with the whole Stanley thing. Oh yeah, and yeah. Um, and then uh, I was asked to join the guest department. I didn't want to because I wanted to <laughs> meet Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's awesome. And because uh, I know that it's not going to happen. Because I used to my my <clears throat> my convention background is I used to volunteer for two years at uh, at. Um, Otakathon. Oh, dope. Okay. Uh, I'm not the most knowledgeable person in anime and manga, mm-hmm. but uh, they needed somebody in the comic book department because they were getting uh, regular comics, you know, yeah. North American comics that were used to. So they needed uh, somebody to work in that that department, the guest department, and I I did that for a bit and also managed the um, the guest room. 
okay where where, where you bring the guests and just uh, basically kick the staff out it's like okay okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. don't lie on the floor you know it's like, don't eat your lunch here you know <laughs> things like that i mean you're dealing with volunteers and you had a, a you know uh people that were um, out of school and professional and everything like that but yeah. then you also had people that were in still in high school and still in, in early college and yeah and they just love the culture the most you know <laughs> yeah 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 not the most and presentable not... yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is fair so, and it happens it's it happens yeah. uh and then and then from there <clears throat> um uh the, the the i heard that stanley was coming to um montreal comic-con and yeah. i wrote a whole um because you want to hear my i don't know if i told you my whole story my no no whole... tell wait hit hit me hit me that's the whole point of this podcast man you got five hours yeah yeah we even got six man uh yeah we do because they, they let me broadcast for eight on here now so <laughs> <laughs> no it's so uh what i used to do before uh i worked at a telecom company uh and i wrote policies procedures did the training for the staff i wrote boring manuals mm. on how to do things and gave the classes and uh any new software that was integrated i had to talk to the engineers and create the, the manuals for that um <clears throat> so it, it was it was a fine job you know um uh, I, I did the i made the best of it <laughs> uh um you know all things considered I, I learned a lot through that company um and uh i'm sorry losing my train of thought so I would I would be going to conventions everywhere, that's driving distance and some some flying distance. Uh, for a long time, I love conventions since I was 15 years old. Mm. And um, <clears throat> one year at a at another convention, in another city, um, there Stanley was coming. So I ponied up the big money to meet him. Yes, autograph photos, meet and greet, the whole nine trinkets, the whole thing. You yeah. know, I spent a lot of money. Well worth it. And what and and. It, to make it short, it didn't. Certain things worked well. Autograph oh. photos were fine. Yeah. The meet and greet was a disaster. Oh. So what I did is I was really upset at the whole thing because it was the person. People often ask me, "It's like, oh, who do you want to meet the most?" Well, I met him. It's Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> uh, Stanley and David Duchovny. Oh, cool. Done. Yeah. So, um, oh, one second, my daughter's here. Hello. Hi. I'm I'm on a live podcast. You want to say hello? Hi. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> you want to ask me something, or are you? No, I just wanted to see if you were speaking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say hi to the world. I won't keep this him for too much longer. I promise. Yeah. It's all right. No, she's just curious. It's all right. All right, <laughs> Mamus. Love you. Remember That's awesome. Close the door. And um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, you were saying so. Yeah. It didn't go well with Stanley. Uh, my experience of it, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so I wrote because what I did, I wrote a policy and procedure of how it should have gone. Oh, it's like, interesting. It, it's not. It's not a like I, I wrote a letter, but it wasn't like a bitch fest. It wasn't going to be like you guys suck yeah. and all these other things. Here are the facts was, and the structure. Negative, yeah, it was just here's the facts. Here's how it should have gone. Mm. Uh, do with uh, do whatever you want. I never got a response back from the convention. I wasn't expecting either. I just needed to put it on paper. Mm. Um, then I heard that uh, the Montreal folks, um, Oscar, Alex, and Liz were bringing in Stanley, and I knew Oscar, Alex, and Liz, but on a yeah. here or there, like through common friends or comic book. Yeah, worlds. yeah, <clears throat> and um, so. When I heard Stanley was coming, I go, "Hey, by the way, yeah. <laughs> I wrote a policy and procedure on how the things should have gone." That's awesome. Feel that free is free so to awesome. ignore it. <laughs> and so they took it and they called me, and and then we started a conversation on on different things on how, how yeah, certain things should run. And they took some things, they didn't take some others, and that's fine. So I was thrilled with that. The person that was my, uh, um. Um, superior supervisor yeah. at Otakuthon, Scott started working for Montreal Comic Con. Oh, cool! And asked me to join the guest department. You know Scott. Yeah. Um, and I said no, <laughs> simply because <laughs> I, I want to meet, meet Stan Lee yeah. for real. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
And so were you at that meet and greet in 2011 with Stan Lee? By no. I, so I got to meet Stan Lee in, um, at Fan Expo in Toronto because I was friends with their marketing person. You might know him, Arun Singh. If you if you did, oh yeah 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 yeah. So I knew Arun and uh, me and Arun and hung out. My, my friends, uh, I'd introduced him. He brought us to the Marvel offices in New York one year when we were there for a conference and all this stuff. Oh, amazing! Yeah, Arun's an awesome guy. I actually reached out to him recently, so hopefully we'll get him to, on the podcast at some point soon. Um, but yeah, uh, he's now at Boom Studios for those of you who are wondering. And uh, but yeah, I, so I spoke to him, and then there was one year where Stanley was going to be at Fan Expo. And he, Arun had arranged for me to be able to interview Joe, and Joe was going to be with Stan at the same time where I was going to go up. So I actually got to go up, meet Stan and Joe at the same time, and then interview Joe, Joe Quesada, um, from at Marvel that that year at Fan that's, Expo, that, which was pretty rad, man. Yeah, that was pretty. That I I definitely, uh, as a comic book fan, I definitely enjoyed that moment because it was. I didn't get to talk to Stan very much because he was like essentially there. I wasn't originally technically supposed to speak to him, but because he was there, I got to say hi um, and introduce myself, and and which was super cool. And then sat and spoke with Joe, which was which was awesome. But yeah, that that was a uh, that was my experience. Uh, and you know, not a meet and greet type things. Very much just they're doing the autographs but they had a little uh media time for for people so i got to cut in on that but yeah i I imagine though 2011 went well if you had a procedure structured because i can't imagine yeah it it went well like i mean it was uh it was good meet and greet they had food which is a huge yeah (laughs) bonus uh food and drinks and and uh and i met a lot of good people made some friends there too awesome and uh and that's where they offered me my job uh, oh at the meet and greet uh comic-con said hey uh well, they offered. They, they they said, and after all the settles around the holidays, let's sit down and talk to get you here. Yeah, for our show to to be involved in our shows, and then and then a year later, I, I quit my quit my the procedure. day job yeah. to to work at Comic Con because it was Ottawa Comic Con and Montreal Comic Con. So at first, so dude, that is so awesome. That is that is great. I love the idea. Like I was never, I never had the the guts to like like look at my passion and see that as a potential career uh, at least early on um yeah and, and you know now that i do the podcasting thing on the regular and i talk to people i interact with people and i get a lot more positive feedback from it and i definitely appreciate it and i definitely like talking to amazing people you know I get the chance to talk with you i got the chance to talk with you know rebecca from watch mojo i, I want to reach out to rune and get him on the show uh, i've spoken to like artists and stuff like that i just realized like uh, you know the thing that i originally loved about doing interviews was always just talking with people and not talking at or to it's the talking with <laughs> that i really like and i feel like that's a yeah. really big important difference and i enjoy that it's become uh, i mean i'm not making money off of it right now but i'm i i feel more confident in doing it this way and you you know the, i love that story man the fact that you like went and saw it and it wasn't what it should have been and you were just like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to structure this. I'm going to and and again, not in a disrespectful or angry way. It was no. very much just like, hey, here are some notes. Take it if you will. Don't if you don't want to, but I'm not, you know, I just want this experience to be better for other people in the future and it, it's such a selfless thing because you you had a bad experience but it wasn't that you were complaining or asking for your money back you just wanted to make sure in the future i want someone else who has this opportunity to enjoy it more than i did and i think yeah. that's fucking dope and i, I mean and 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 because i'm always every time i approach them and the same thing with policies and procedures it partially comes from my work and experience you know because i'm always not always thinking of myself i'm thinking about what uh, others yeah. are getting yeah from from that experience so uh, you know and not just my core group of friends you know? yeah, like, yeah. i think yeah. globally it, it was you know in the professional environment that i garnered that if you will yeah, <clears throat> excuse me so um yeah so that's, that's still, uh that's my story do i have a stanley uh there the there's the pictures up there i don't have oh, a yeah? stanley uh yeah oh, actually I do have a stanley signed book here oh uh, sorry yeah I have an Alex a, Ross signed book that that's one of my prize and joys, but I didn't get it. Ooh, ooh, nice, dude. That's the whole like blank covers too. That is dope, yeah. man. Yeah, and and the thing is that <laughs> the sad thing is that uh, this is not the one I got signed. That's the sad thing. Oh, so I got the exact copy signed. Yeah, right. And then and then I got, brought it to a company that was doing the CGC. It wasn't CGC. It was like a yep. company that did the witnessing 
Okay. Right. And then they go and we'll ship it and you pay extra and whatever. Yeah. And that company took, took a year or year and a half for them to get this to me. And it's not even the copy that I got signed. It's an identical one. Yeah, I know it's stupid. It's, um, and it's, what do you call it? How could... uh, and it t- tells me the date signed on Stanley on April 22nd, 2012. And you're like, and it, it, <laughs> and it was actually signed in 2000. It took two years. It was oh. actually signed in 2010. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what so, the hell? Yeah, you know, it's like I hated that company. They they screwed my friend over too. Ah, oh, damn. So, okay. Yeah, That's such a weird. Uh, I mean, the comic book industry a, a, in a whole, a, a, as a whole, right now is going through a lot of weird things. But yeah, that, that was like a good couple years ago. So <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. I don't really know if I can like try and. Uh, oh yeah, dude. This one's not signed, but it's it's my one of my favorite comics. Oh my god, yeah. We oh, uh cracked though. Oh, the casing. Yeah. yeah. We do. Oh. Um, I do the other podcast. I don't know. I do Geektastic Cipher, which you might know, but I also do That's Canon, yeah. and That's Canon is just comic books. And we have an episode about Saga. And I think essentially the feedback that we had for that was this is. I think we all said this is the perfect comic book. Like, <laughs> like volume one, we're just like it blends so much. It's a like a a space opera western mythic like it's it, and yet it, it, it it's a it's a, a jack of all trades and a master of all like because it would be hard to fit all of that into one and they managed to it's, do it well it's mind-boggling oh yeah mind-boggling how something so complex yes uh like so many new ideas but at the same time they feel like they've always been there yes okay. yes yes and I like the twists and turns know. from it. Like, you know, you 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 think like, because the parents. See, I, anyways, I, I we'll have to talk about it separately because I feel like that's a conversation I could easily take hours if I yeah. went into all the things. Yeah, and I have I, to prepare. I'll be yeah. catch up. I haven't read it in a couple of years now. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, and, and one of the last things I wanted to touch on because uh, you know you're at MTL Comic Con, uh, Montreal Comic Con, Ottawa, Laval, uh, Winnipeg, uh, Quebec. Uh, and uh, you know going forward after this kind of wild pandemic situation um you know what do you and this is your personal opinion i'm not asking you to speak on behalf of sure. anyone but what are some of your thoughts on what this means for conventions in general moving forward uh if if you have any uh, thoughts uh, <laughs> uh i know, i don't know honestly like yeah. <clears throat> right now we're just trying to see about how the next can cuz i mean we already had to postpone yes. and cancel yeah. Montreal Comic-Con till 2021. Yeah. Um, you know, the cities, I mean, you know, we're seeing that things aren't getting better here. Yeah. So it's like, it would have been a crazy thing. And who knows if travel would have been possible. Yeah, um, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, one second. I hadn't hey. thought about that. Who? Okay, I'll, I'll come say hi after. Okay. All right. <laughs> Always in need, good uh, sir. <laughs> So, um, uh, yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of, a lot of people doing a lot of online things and I'm seeing even the celebrity autograph things for certain celebrities being online. Yeah. Um, it's a possibility. It's, I don't know how viable it is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because, um, you know, the thing is that if you're a Comic-Con, your income for the staff and everything and is is ticket sales yeah we don't make any money off autographs we don't make money off photos a lot of people think we do but we don't yeah i i wish people understood that like i I, you know uh, i it's 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 a a guest is basically we took care of them to come here yeah right we may have paid some fees yeah uh but the thing is they they are like a vendor an exhibitor that's selling their wares. Their wares happens to be autographs and photos. Yeah. Right. Um, <clears throat> so that's, that's, so we don't know how that's supposed to look like. Yeah. I... If you're doing it online, I mean, I feel weird charging a ticket for paying an autograph too, that you're probably going to be paying the same price as meeting on person. Mm. And it's not the same thing. And don't get me wrong. I have some autographs that I bought online. <clears throat> I have a Hugh Jackman one that was a gift. 
but I've never met some of these people. Right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes you buy them just because to have it. Uh, and so but I think yeah. a lot of the people that come to the shows is to see them. Yeah. Even a glimpse, even five seconds. Like Leonard Nimoy oh. met him at a convention. Oh, yeah, you know. I cried when he passed. Uh, I cried. Oh, it's it's super sad, man. My yeah. Um, yeah, it's like it took me a while to register. Like I, it's it's because I got called to do an interview for Leonard Nimoy for when he died, and I got called to do like several on TV. And, yeah, uh, and and I didn't have time to be sad yet. <sighs> it was just kind of like it all happened. And then three days after, four days after, or something, then I started like, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, and I met his son when they screened the movie at Fantasia, oh, uh, that year, uh, yeah, because I was a, I was the DJ for CJLO Radio, because CJLO DJs the pre-screenings, so before the movies start, there's like music playing, and that's usually a CJLO DJ that's in the the room, and uh, they, I was setting up, and and he came in just to see how the projection looked. And someone was just like, oh, yeah, that's Adam. And I was like, okay. They're like, yeah, Leonard's son, Leonard Nimoy. So I was like, oh, okay. And I, like, ran down <laughs> super fanboy moment and, like, shook his hand and told him how much his dad meant to me and how much, you know, the, this film that they were going to screen about uh, Leonard Nimoy meant to me. And I and I started, like, crying as I was shaking his hand. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, man. And he's just like, no, it's okay. You're not the first. And, and I, I, I still get happy every time because I realized how important my dad was to people. And I was like, and I, then I just started crying more because I was just like, ah, oh, you're being nice about it. Like, oh, man, it was like blubbering idiot. But, yeah. It's all right, man. Yeah, but it's that's – I, I think that what you're saying is – and that's the important part, right? Like, it, it is getting to see the people. Like, the one time I, I got to see Leonard Nimoy at Fan Expo um, – I was the one that asked him the question about his music career and he started singing Bilbo Baggins to the audience. And I, I and my friends to this day are just like, remember the time you got Leonard Nimoy to sing at a convention? And I'm like, uh, yeah, man. What, like, <laughs> Which convention was that? Do you know? Uh, Fan you know? Expo 2007. 7-8, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I was probably at the same one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, it was a great one. I mean, Nimoy's a huge draw. Like, you know, when you hear yeah. that name, you're like, I, I want to see Leonard Nimoy. You know, like his. Yeah, I think that that was the longest lineup I ever did. Oh yeah, was, yeah. easily uh, to to get an autograph. And um, I remember it was at the time it was the most expensive autograph that I bought. Yeah, seventy yeah. seventy dollars for the time. Yeah, which it would have been more now. And um, and I remember just like seeing him. And signing and, uh, and like smiling as yeah. he's yeah. doing him fast, but he's yeah. like still addressing you, signing. Yeah. And I'm like, la, 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 I walk yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. And and <clears throat> I don't remember. I don't remember if it's at that point or after. But I remember a conversation was had where I was struggling on like, do I pay for the autograph or do I not? Pay? Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of money, and I need money. You know, like it's tight. That month's always tight. And then somebody says, what are you going to miss more uh, in like 10, 20, oh. 30 years? The money or just the fact that you didn't get to meet him? Ooh, well said. Well said. And I'm like, ah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong. We need money. Of course, of course. <laughs> to survive and all these other things. Yeah. But at the same time, we're alive. Yeah. And we need to somewhat enjoy ourselves. I'm not saying go ahead and yeah, you know, start be reasonable, <laughs> but you can but treat yourself. Time, you know, yeah. so yeah. So I'm very happy I got to see him briefly. Took a picture with him. Uh, was it the same year? Uh, yeah, it was the same. I'm looking at a picture, same year as Bruce yeah. Campbell. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that's dope. Thank you. That yeah, yeah, man. Conventions. I I mean yeah. Hats off to you guys, the team at Montreal Comic Con, the Comic Con. Oh, super quick. Yes, the thing about the the name and San Diego and all that jazz. So yes, I oh I never knew that San Diego Comic Con had the rights to the name Comic Con because I always thought yeah. like Comic Con is a essentially a portmanteau. It's a like it's comic yeah. and convention. Uh, like a shortened term for convention. So I didn't know. I mean, I guess it makes sense that you can it's, trademark it's, they, it. They registered. And, yeah. Or, uh, they trademarked it and, and first in the U.S. and then in Canada. Interesting. Um, okay. And uh, so when we went to take care of our stuff, we found that out mm -hmm. that the 
that existed. So we sat down with them and we just had to make sure that we follow certain guidelines, which okay. we had been following, okay. you know, basically be good to attendees, to exhibitors, to guests, yeah. you know, treat everybody yeah. well, right? Because that's that's the reason why they registered the name is because there were lots of Comic Cons in different places and and they are the ones that carry the name through media and everything. Yeah. So if you have a negative experience in oh. you know, some small town or whatever, yeah. And they say, Oh, I went to uh uh Roxley Comic Con. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh and then it's like, oh, they were jerks and then people would complain to San Diego. Because yeah, that's the or the you know exhibitors your the celebrities or whatever, so that's why they they dude uh, did that. That yeah. is very interesting because like that when I I used to help t- teach uh, a youth program uh, for broadcast and I was the one who taught the branding uh, segment of it and one of the first things I always said was whenever you figure out or decide what the name is and how you want to brand something try and lock it down everywhere as quickly as possible uh, anytime a new me- social media comes out just create the account even if you don't use it just to lock down the name yeah. so that someone else can't go around and misrepresent based on your name and it's I'd never that's fact that makes perfect sense for what comic-con was doing that's true yeah. I didn't think about that I mean they're there they, they were pretty nice and cordial and it's like yeah. at first we thought we were you know gonna have to deal with a lot of bad things yeah, yeah but no they were just like uh they they're convention uh, you know convention organizers that really care cool. about their product that's awesome know, what they bring in and i mean the only they have the biggest advantage though out mm. of every convention because they don't pay for their celebrities so oh interesting yeah i mean it's it's i don't um montreal or you know calgary or yeah toronto or Dallas, uh, we have to pay for the celebrities to come and you know and stay they, and they yeah. charge for autographs and photos and stay. We take care of that a hundred percent. Sometimes with their families, sometimes with their agents. You know. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, San Diego um, is a is technically an exclusive comic book convention in terms of where their money yeah goes is invested in comic book artists. Uh, retailers and all the uh, all the like okay um the celebrities it's uh they have uh giant exhibitors like warner brothers and walt disney oh and, and they bring and, uh, them others they basically rent a giant booth yeah right? and they bring in the celebrities and it all started with uh you know this movie came out in 77 um star, star wars, wars. Yeah, yeah. Wars, you heard of it? Yeah, the uh, it, the 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 dies. The you know. Yes, yes, yes. Some, yeah. some some uh, people in the desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, anyways, they brought the props to San Diego Hot damn. in seventy six, seventy seven, around there. Yeah, and and uh, and then that opened the Hollywood is next door, San Diego, mm. and they would just bring in bit by bit every year a little bit more different uh, studios would bring in more things to show and they realize oh that's the audience yeah yeah that's yeah. who we're selling tickets to yeah so they they would uh they you know started off with a couple thousand people and now they're at the yeah. hundred thirty thousand yeah this is a, ridic- uh, a year and that's <laughs> sold out i mean not not this year yeah but ah yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, man uh crazy so yeah so it's, so it's the studios because a lot of people see the guest lists at those places and they're like can you bring the whole cast of game of thrones yeah, yeah. And i'm like <laughs> and i'm like i wish but yeah, yeah. that's like 17 first class flights from the uk hot damn i'm not uh i'm Sorry, not entirely guys. sure we're yeah. gonna do that you know man <laughs> it's like that's how that's like crazy. Your ticket prices are gonna have yeah, to go yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like we could do that. Are you willing to pay three hundred dollars for a one day yeah. ticket? <laughs> that's that's the thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the thing is, if if you look at other conventions, like not pop culture conventions, but yeah. conventions like professional conventions, mm-hmm. uh, the, the conventions are expensive things to 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 run is when you're bringing in speakers and yeah. all these other things. So they put up the, the price of their ticket reflects that so that you will pay 300 to a thousand dollars for a ticket. But then it's because you're paying, you know, for, I'm just going to use them as an example, Obama to come speak yeah. at your yeah. event, yeah, you know, and, and 
in that costs money yeah, of course <laughs> so, yeah and the security let alone for someone like obama oh, as in, God. In, but you know that's I a perfect example imagine. like whenever the, the added cost based on the name has to be reflected somewhere and if they want to have this person speak and they want to do the convention and they you know in most cases like you were saying the idea is not necessarily to make all that much money you're trying to put on a good event and make the, the money to cover the cost of the staff and whatnot so and the convention center you want to hear a, fu a funny story first i'm just going to pre preamble is like the j majority of the guests yeah majority of the celebrity guests are genuinely nice yeah yeah okay there's the the jerks are they're few and far between we're yeah. not we ignore them we're not going to talk about them but genuinely most of the guests are very sometimes though you talk to an agent and um uh, I'm not going to say who this is. Okay. Uh, but there, there was a an agent I dealt with last year or two years ago. Time is lost on me now. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and and they, okay, they had a client that was new. He was new to the conventions. The agent. Okay. And their client was new, but starting to be in demand for appearances. Okay. Um, now normally when you book a guest, you're you're going to be your flight, the uh, the driving to the airports yeah. back and forth the airports the hotels uh some per diems and yeah. maybe an agent or somebody to accompany them um uh you know if it's a big name guest you're probably gonna they're probably gonna bring some a friend yeah 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 because <laughs> they can yeah exactly like, <laughs> you know they're bossy um um now this person was like an up-and-coming name okay um <clears throat> and uh the, the 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 request that we had forget the money the money was just like it didn't make sense what they were asking for, right? okay like, okay that doesn't make sense yeah yeah i don't know how you're gonna charge what for an autograph you're gonna charge what for a photo that's that's insane yeah okay. um the other part was uh the it's it's the accommodations so it was going to be like i think three hotel rooms oh, uh God. you know with the security yeah. for the person, for the hotel room. Um, three cars, okay, uh, at every airport. So one with the person and their agent in the middle car and two security cars on back and front. Good God. And they were asking, at one point, they were asking, hmm, how feasible is it to get a helicopter What from, from this point A to point B to the hotel or whatever? Like, so I didn't look up any of that stuff after <laughs> like, just like, it was like, no, 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 was, no, no, no. Was this just, was this James Bond? I know you're not allowed to say no. anything, but like in what <laughs> the, the real James Bond, the real James Bond. <laughs> that is, but let's just say that this person's never been booked to a convention. Okay. Yeah. I, I wonder why. Cause that's like, for what you're describing, Man, uh, people's writers are always like I love like when there's a there's a moment where writers were going out online like someone was getting ha a hand like their hands on every artist writer and they were just going everywhere <laughs> and I loved it because some of those writers were insane but it was just funny like you're just like yeah who's paying for it's all funny this because because we don't we don't usually I mean most of the celebrities they it's very basic yeah you know. It's like th these are the basic things that we need. Yeah. There's a few that'll come up with riders, and we're like, oh, okay. They have certain food requirements, yeah. and I get that. Uh, the, you know, so we have to start ordering food from elsewhere that's not available here. <laughs> we have to get them maybe uh, some some if they're vegan or if yeah. they have certain dietary restrictions. Maybe we'll need to talk to the convention center or the hotel about getting them those things. Um, but most of the time, it's been bands. You know, when we yeah. had bands, yeah, they, yeah. they actually send us a writer with uh, like you know, a break. Yeah, yeah. The jelly beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. White and green only. I know. I've seen. <laughs> exactly. I've seen some of them, and I'm always just like, "What are you talking about?" Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, I won't keep you much longer. I know. I, oh, sorry. I, I, dude, I had such a blast talking with you. Thank you so very much. I really appreciate this, Cliff. Um, I, I, you know, like I was saying before, I have been wanting to get into more conversations with people, and you were one of the people that was on that list. And I, I definitely appreciate you taking the time, man. I do. This was a lot of fun. Well, it's a lot of fun. You're a great guy, Brian. So thanks, man. Thanks for having me, man. And uh, so people can know all your social medias. Where should people check out your stuff? Um, I, at Instagram, though I'm not super active is pop logical mm. and, um, at pop logical. 
Yeah. And uh, I guess that's it. I mean, I have Facebook under my name. There but it's like I, you know, don't friend me. <laughs> and check out all the comic Con. You can follow me. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. Can follow me. But uh, yeah, for my, sorry, I should say for Comic-Con, not for Cliff. Yeah. Uh, for Comic-Con, it's uh, at uh, Montreal Comic-Con. Dope. Comic-Con with two C's in the middle. Um, you know, uh, it's like, uh, I don't remember all the tags. Of all the I'll things. put them. I'll add them. Uh, and people should know at, by now. At Ottawa CC and uh, uh, at Comic-Con Winnipeg and all the other ones. I don't remember them all. <laughs> You're a busy man. Google sir. it. Yeah. <laughs> Just Google <laughs> Montreal Comic Con and you'll see the whole thing. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of Not a Journalist. This once again with Cliff Carpora. Oh, I'm going to say it wrong. <laughs> Ca- oh, hold on. Let me. Let me I, I, okay. Caporale. Cliff Caporale. Sí, bueno. Perfect. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. Take care. Have a great evening. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Peace, man. Cheers. Guys, uh, so much fun. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to sign off now. Once again, make sure you check out all things Franklin. Oh, well, actually, check out all things Franklin Armstrong at FranklinArmstrong.com. But you can also check out all things Brian Holiday at BrianHoliday.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-H-O-L-I-D-A-E. And uh, if you're interested in supporting this podcast, um, please consider buying me a coffee it's ko-fi.com slash brian holiday peace everybody and that's another edition of not a journalist with brian holiday you guys can find more episodes on brianholiday.com that's b-r-i-a-n-h-o-l-i-d-a-e also follow me on all social media platforms at brian holiday if you guys want to support me, make sure to check out my coffee page. That's ko-fi.com slash Holiday. And if you have something to say, you can leave a message at anchor.fm slash not-a-journalist slash message. And I'll add it to the next episode. Thanks for tuning in, everyone.